Hey guys, my name's Sierra. I have a new life in Christ and I'm in recovery from pride, anger, control, and this week, a little bit of control. So as many of you know, I serve as the women's director for Regeneration, but I also have a counterpart who is the men's director, who is... Hi guys, my name is Michael Ziegler. Uh, I have a new life in Christ. I'm in recovery from pride, porn, and people-pleasing. Uh, and this week, a bunch of fear. I heard some of you say Michael, some of you said Zig, um, because a lot of our leaders know that we call him Zig, so if you hear me call him that, it's because it's his last name abbreviated, so we call him Zig, but his name is actually Michael. It's a whole big thing. Um, one of the things that we were talking about when we were preparing, I was like, I need to tell them that because they're gonna be confused if I call you Zig. Um, and then I was like, and then what if we go like this? And he was like, no. No, I said I'm not a power ranger. <laughs> He's like, we're not doing that. I was like, no. all right. I was like, come on, we'll be cool. Um, but uh, I'm excited to be able to teach with Zig um, tonight. And as I said, we get to serve as the women's director and men's director of this ministry, which is super fun because we get to be in front of the participants often. We get to serve alongside our leaders and coaches um, and, and get to serve here on Monday nights. But not only do we get to serve here and be on staff here, we're also consistently working on our own recovery every single day. As we didn't graduate from region, as we talk about a lot here, um, instead what we get to do is we get to be sanctified day by day, not only the participants in the room, but also us, even as staff members. And so today what we're gonna be talking about is recovery and the holidays. Because coming off of Thanksgiving, some of us might feel like a lot of shame. Maybe you gave into some old habits, um, fell into some old patterns with family members or um, got mad at situations. Or maybe um, you're just not looking forward to the Christmas season um, because it's really busy and you're like, I don't wanna spend another holiday with my family. Um, and so there's just a lot that goes on. But we want you to know that this is a safe place and we're gonna give you practical ways and steps to be able to say, what does it look like to walk in step with the spirit even in the midst of a crazy and busy season like the Christmas season can be. Yeah, if you've turned on the TV and watched any Christmas commercial, or if you're one of those that love the good, good Hallmark movie, I can't believe they make so many of them. I like but, Hallmark movies. Uh, you always know what's going to happen, you know? Exactly. Uh, and those commercials and Hallmark movies are consistently telling you that Christmas is a time of hope and of joy um, and of excitement. And while that's true, uh, we get the opportunity to celebrate a lot of really good things. Uh, for me, I get to spend time with family that I don't see all the time. And, and that's really, really good. Um, but I also know there's a flip side to it, that while that's what they tell us we should be feeling, the reality is a lot of the times that's not at all what we feel. We feel lonely. We feel um, grief. Maybe you, maybe you lost someone this year um, and you're now grieving the first holiday without them. Um, maybe you have hard family dynamics um, or you have really hard situations within your family. Uh, maybe you have financial pressures and you're just wondering, how am I going to pay for the Christmas gifts um, and all the anxiety that that brings um, and the change and the fear and feeling overwhelmed and maybe it's materialism or, or gluttony. That's the reality of, of what a lot of us feel. Um, studies have even shown uh, that in this Christmas uh, season, that while we think we should be experiencing all this other stuff, the reality is um, this is the, the time of year that we see a, the, the biggest spike in depression and anxiety. And so they want to tell us we should be experiencing these things. The reality is we're experiencing things completely different, and that's okay. And we want to acknowledge that. And tonight we want to talk through 
how you can find hope in Christmas um, and uh, continue your recovery in a healthy way. And, and with that, I think the hard tension that you feel is like, I, I want to have fun and, and it's a good time and there's gifts and there's parties and there's all these things. But then there's also just like Zig said, this hard part of um, just the holidays sometimes. And truly, I think it's like this war that happens on the inside of us. There's this battle that we often have to fight. Um, and I think that's even depicted in Galatians 5, 16 and 17, it says, but I say, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the spirit and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. That is what's happening. There's a war going on in your heart. There's the spirit and the flesh and one will win every single day. We might give in to our flesh, but we wanna figure out what does it look like to walk in step with the spirit, to continue to surrender our lives to Christ every single day, to be sanctified, to crucify our flesh. Like what does that look like every single day? And if you're familiar, like the art of war, which is like kind of this famous thing, the basic concept is know yourself and know your enemy. And that's what we want to talk about today of how do you know yourself, know the things that are gonna trigger you, know the things that are just hard for you so that you can prepare, but also know that there's a real enemy who is here to kill, steal, and destroy. And he would love nothing more than to create division among his people, to cause you to fall back into your old sin patterns, to tell you that you're not loved, you're not cared about, whatever it is. Like he would want nothing more than to do that. And so you know yourself and you know your enemy because the enemy is often not creative. He pushes the same buttons over and over and over for all of us. And so we wanna be diligent to make sure that we not only are prayerful about it, but we also wanna make a plan. And that's really what we are gonna jump into and give you the practical steps for that. Yeah, and one of the biggest temptations that we face during this holiday season um, is to forget exactly what Sierra told us, um, but we also talk about it in another way. We talk about it in step one of admit. The, the foundation verse for that says, for I know that nothing good dwells in me, that is in my flesh. And so there's this war raging within us and Paul goes on to talk about it in Galatians 5, verse 18, and says, but if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. And he, he's going to define for us what the flesh is now. He says, now the works of the flesh are evident, sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, adultery, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. I'm willing to bet that everyone in the room can relate with one of the things that I just stated. Or if not more. <laughs> I, I can, with many of them. Same. And what, 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 what Paul is teaching us here is that when we walk by our flesh, the things that we do actually lead to death that they lead to the opposite of the kingdom of God. We do not inherit the kingdom of God. That doesn't mean that you lose your salvation, but what it does mean is that God has given you an opportunity to begin to experience the kingdom of God here on earth. And we are choosing not to do that. We are, we are seeking our flesh and we know where, where that leads. It leads to destruction. It leads to all the many reasons that brought us into this room. But thanks be to God that he doesn't end there. He says, but the fruit of the spirit is love joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there is no law. So we begin to see that when we walk by the Spirit, the Spirit produces in us the fruits of the Spirit, 
which are the very things that we've been looking for all of our life. It's the love, it's the joy, it's the peace that that we're promised in the Christmas season in reality is only found as we keep in step with the Spirit. And what this does is it actually exposes a danger for us. And the danger is that if we walk by our flesh, we actually will receive the very things we do not want. But when we walk by the Spirit in God's kindness, he produces in us the things that we've been looking for. And as I was talking about the dangers, we have to understand the dangers. I think about it like a road trip that you're on. And as you're going down the the road, you see all these different signs. It's construction in two miles, or there's an accident, you know, on 635 in, you know, forest or whatever it is. And so you see all these different signs that help you to navigate the road ahead. Um, And so that's what he's talking about. We just need to identify these dangers, identify the dangers of the flesh. But then also what I love about as we go a little bit further in that same passage of scripture in Galatians 5, verses 24 through 25, it says, and those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the spirit, let us also keep in step with the spirit. And so what I love about that is it's saying that we are crucifying the flesh. And often what I think, and I'm guilty of it as well, that sometimes I might even justify some of my sin patterns because they're not that bad, you know? And and so for me, I have to figure out what does it look like to put sin to death? Not just kind of put it on a mantle that I can pull it off when I want to, but when I put it to death, that means I shine light on it. It means I shine the truth of the gospel on it. And I have to remind myself of that every single day. But I, yet again, have to know myself and know my enemy, which kind of gets us to um, these warning signs that we want you to figure out for yourself. And so what I'm gonna ask you is we're gonna put some questions up on the screen and I would love for you to write them down. And I'd love for you to think about them and pray about them as you're entering into this holiday season. Um, and the reason for that, it's not just when you go to your families, but also when you're at, with your coworkers and you're at Christmas parties with your coworkers, like there's so much that goes on in this holiday season. And so we want to kind of get into those warning signs, but we want you to figure out how you can best prepare yourself. Yeah, and these are going to look familiar to a lot of you who are already into the steps um, because they really come from step four and step six, confession and repentance. And so what we want to help you do is see that like, hey, you don't need to learn something new. You need to apply the things God is already teaching you to your recovery, specifically uh, during this holiday season. Yeah, that's good. And The first one is, what are your triggers? Like, what are the things that just kind of set you off? Or maybe what are the things that really rub salt in that wound that you have, whether it's from childhood or just from, you know, a situation that has gone on in your family? Or what are some of the questions that really get under your skin? Like, prepare for those things ahead of time because you know they're going to happen. You know that family member is going to ask those questions. And so what might it look like for you to prepare ahead of time, prepare your heart so that you might engage in a way that is loving and kind? Um, And then the next one is, what are your recovery issues? For a lot of you that are in step four, you should know these already because they're the last part of your inventory, recovery issues. For me specifically, the ones that I have to consistently put to death are anger, pride, power, and control. And those rear its head on a daily basis that I have to continue to confess and repent, but I have to be even more prayerful because they come up a lot within my family dynamics. And I have to understand that when I'm engaging with other family members or even people who are outside um, you know, of like friends of my family, I need to remember that I'm representing Christ and I'm also being a representation and an ambassador to a watching world. And so what does it look like for me to prepare ahead of time? Hmm. 
Question number three for your warning signs. What situations have proven to be dangerous and, or unhealthy in the past? And so this is, again, is taking inventory. And so it's thinking about, hey, what was Christmas like last year, two years ago, three years ago? Where did I turn to the flesh? Where did I respond in a way that I wish I wouldn't have? Think about those things and think, hey, how do I wish I would have responded? And make a plan for when those uh, situations come up that you can respond um, in a healthy, godly way. Question number four, what kinds of interactions knock you off center? So I think this is a really important one. So it's similar to the last question, but different. Um, We all know those situations that as soon as we enter into them, a well of emotion comes up within us and we are just knocked off center. And so for me, um, like a little look into my life, um, I grew up in in a divorced home and recently my mom has moved out of the home that I grew up in. And so going home, it actually knocks me off center because home wasn't home. It, it, it was weird, and like it, for me, I wanted to go to an idol of comfort and just be in control and, and make it feel right. Um, but I needed to be aware of the things that knock me off center uh, so that when I go home in a few weeks, that those things don't take me out and I don't revert to old uh, sinful patterns um, to try to find comfort in the midst of it. And so those are just the four questions that I would really challenge you to ask yourself, be prayerful about. Talk to your community, the people that are around you. Like, how do you prepare ahead of time? But not only do you need to know yourself and the warning signs, you also need to make a plan. And so the first question that we would say with making a plan is, who are you going to call or maybe even text if and really when you start to feel like you're going to start feeding your flesh? Um, And so are you going to call your community group? Or maybe for some of you, um, you're like, I don't know who to call. I would say tonight, start having those conversations in your groundwork circles, in your step group. If you can't think of someone for you to call or text when you're in a a tough spot or in a hard situation, find those people now. You need men and women around you to point you to Christ in the midst of chaos, in the midst of pain, and in the midst of hurt. And so we want you to have those people um, and be diligent to reach out to them because you can have them, but if you don't reach out to them, they're not gonna be helpful. It could be a simple emoji if you need to make it like a call sign of like, hey, I need prayer and I need you to help me because I am struggling right now. It's really important to have those people in your life. Question number two, what might it look like to remove yourself from stressful situations? And so this can look like, hey, maybe you shouldn't go out with those friends who for the past however long you've usually gotten drunk with. You you need to change those things so that you aren't putting yourself in a situation where you know you're going to be tempted. But it also doesn't have to be the negative, it can also be the positive. So I'm an introvert, um, and so going to a hundred Christmas parties makes me want to throw up. I love Christmas parties. Like, I I just can't handle it. Um, And I will get short with people, and I will get frustrated, and I will begin to isolate, because I will wear myself out. And it's actually a really stressful thing for me, and so I have to be willing to limit myself to what I can actually do with healthy boundaries. And so be thinking about, hey, what are um, the stressful situations that I need to remove myself from? Introvert, extrovert. I love parties. Um, But not only after you remove yourself, you have your people, but also you need to figure out what does it look like to recenter your focus on Jesus, to set your eyes on Jesus. And so for me, sometimes it's that I need to memorize a scripture that I can just go back to um, in you know, a hard situation. Or sometimes I have a bunch of note cards, like in my backpack, there's like 100 right now. Um, and sometimes I'll just write scripture on them and I'll fold it up and I'll put it in my back pocket and I'll just keep it with me. And so if I'm frustrated in the moment, I'll take a minute, take a deep breath, and I'll just read the scripture like five times. And so maybe I don't have it memorized, but I'm writing it because I want to write it on my heart and I want to be reminded of it. 
But also you can really plan ahead of time to refocus on the Lord. So a few years ago, I always set the expectation with my family of, hey, in the morning, I'm gonna take 30 minutes to an hour to really spend time with the Lord. Um, and a few years ago during Thanksgiving, uh, I, they couldn't find me and they were looking for me. So my cousin comes upstairs and he opens the door and he sees that I'm reading my Bible. And I hear him going down the stairs and he yells. He was like, she's reading her scriptures. Um, and I was like, that's a weird way to put it. But for them, it's so foreign that I would take time to read my Bible because that's not something that they do or understand. But I had set the expectation. And so they knew, hey, this is what she's gonna do. And it was helpful for my heart. It was helpful for my soul. And it allowed me to be more compassionate and loving to them. And so that was just really important. And I would encourage you to do the exact same things. Because again, know yourself, know your enemy. It is so important to plan ahead, but knowing that you can plan ahead, but at the end of the day, you have to surrender to Christ. You have to give it to him because he is the one that is gonna solve everything. Because you can do everything according exactly to your plan and sometimes you're still thrown off your game. And so Jesus is the one that's gonna save and Jesus is the one that is gonna heal. Yeah, I love that Galatians 5 is kind of the what, um, but early on, earlier on in Galatians 4, it says, He gives us the reason, the thing we can't forget about Christmas. It says, but when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law so that they might receive adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent his spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father, so that you no longer uh, a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. And we talk about that the, the works of the flesh do not inherit the kingdom of God. What he's actually teaching us earlier on is that it is because of the work of Christ, because of the birth, life, and death of Christ on the cross that paid for our sins and then his resurrection showing that he had conquered sin and death, that we become heirs. So it's actually a relationship with him that is our inheritance. And when we have a relationship with him, we are given the spirit. And when we walk, keep in step with the spirit, it produces the fruits of the spirit in our life. And so what we actually see is that we cannot forget at Christmas, we are celebrating the birth of Christ, our savior. And so that should give you hope. No matter what situation you're in, it says that he came to redeem those under the law. He came to make us new. And so whether you're experiencing that right now or not, know that one day, if you are a follower of Christ, you will. 